The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the Money Answer Show with host Jordan Goodman. Whether you are starting out, deep into your retirement, or somewhere in between, the Money Answer Show has the know-how to help you. Now here's your host, Jordan Goodman. Welcome to the Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman. My guest this hour is Peter Leeds. Uh, he is the CEO of PeterLeeds.com. He's also the author of a new book called Invest in Penny Stocks, A Guide to Profitable Trading. Welcome to the show, Peter. Thanks for having me here, Jordan. Let's just start with your uh, background a little bit and how you got to where you are and why uh, you found uh, penny stocks to be uh, the area you were particularly interested in. Well, I got involved in uh, trading penny stocks when I was about 14 years old. And it's probably a little bit young to start, which I, I rapidly learned. I lost all my money in about two weeks and was making some pretty common mistakes that people make. I, uh, um, I took that as a lesson, though, to sort of in- give me the motivation to learn what I need to learn. I figured if I could lose that much money that quickly, I could make that much money that quickly. And I found a way to, to effectively trade, and I've made that money back hundreds of times over, and now I'm telling other people how I do it. Uh, there's a common perception, I guess, that penny stocks are too risky, too dangerous, uh, manipulated. Uh, is, is there some truth to that, or is it a complete myth? There's a lot of truth to that, but the, the way we look at it, we're looking for really high-quality companies with good management teams, rock-solid fundamentals that just happen to be trading for lower prices because they are overlooked or undiscovered. There's a lot of people who are, you know, touting companies that are of very low quality trying to get the prices to move and all that. We're not doing that. We're looking for companies that are some of the most uh, uh, best investment opportunities out there, trading at low prices, and we get people involved with those uh, when we think that the timing is right and that the company is of a high enough standard to make our cut. Tell us about the universe of penny stocks. Roughly, how many are there? And of those out there, how many do you think are, you know, quality that would fit your criteria? Well, Jordan, there's thousands and thousands of them out there, and a lot of them appear and disappear every day. About 5% pass leads analysis. That's our criteria for picking good, good companies. Um, 95% of penny stocks are either, in our opinion, not good investments or they might be risky to investors. We're looking for that 5% which have you know, strong management teams, very low debt loads, lots of cash, uh, lots of upside potential, and are, are being run by people who know what they're doing. If they're such so good and having all these right financial criteria, why are their stocks selling for such a low price? Well, a lot of them are newer companies. A lot of them are still very small. They might have four or five employees. Uh, and a lot of them are, are on hard times. Now, the definition of penny stocks is any stock trading at $5 and under. So that's the definition we use. And one of our best picks from a couple of years ago was Ford Motor Company. People don't think of Ford Motor Company when you think of penny stocks, but it was trading at $1.87. We picked it when we, you know, we looked at GM. We said, no way, the, the, the fundamentals aren't strong. But Ford looked pretty good. It was undervalued. GM just gone bankrupt. We said, buy Ford at a buck eighty-seven. It went up to about fourteen, fifteen dollars within about a year and a half. So when you think of penny stocks, there's there's all different kinds. There's companies like Ford, and then there's companies that have three or four employees have a great patented technology, and they're just getting going, and they're still undiscovered. So they're trading at pennies a share. 
You say that there's a broad appeal for penny stocks. What is the result of that broad appeal? Why are they so appealing to people? I, I think that everybody or a lot of people are looking for a quick fix. They're looking to make a lot of money very quickly from a little investment. And while that is wishful thinking, it's not necessarily realistic. If you get involved with the right penny stock companies at the right time, yeah, you can make a lot of money really quickly. But I think that the majority of people who are looking uh, to get involved with penny stocks are, you know, possibly looking for a quick fix or to turn a thousand dollars into a million dollars. You know, not very realistic. But we, we, uh, you know, we're just like I said, we're just looking for the good quality companies, and we're also helping these people that are showing uh, a dramatic interest in penny stocks. We're helping them avoid some of the common and easily avoidable mistakes, such as the ones that I made when I started trading when I was 14 years old. Tell us specifically, what are the criteria that get those companies into the, the what you call the 5% rule, the ones that pass your tests? Well, we, we have leads analysis, which is a 29-point analysis process. And what we're looking at, it's about 80% fundamental analysis. So we're looking at, first thing I look at is the balance sheet. How much debt do they have? What kind of assets do they have? Um, we look at all the fundamentals of the company. It's about 80% of the research. Then we've got about 10%, which is looking at the technical trends of the, of the companies. We're looking for those opportune buying targets and, 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 you know, when they're undervalued, what kind of prices to pick the shares up at. And then the last part of the leads analysis is called third-level analysis. And I don't know too many people who do this, but third-level analysis is taking a look at the company's positioning, uh, positioning, uh, branding, and marketing, and seeing how that's going to uh, put them in a good light in front of the eyes of the consumer and if they possibly have um, a competitive advantage because of that uh, uh, positioning. You have some specific examples in here, uh, one of them in your book called uh, Absolute Software Trading, another one called Disk Inc. So people can't see the charts, but tell us kind of what happened in those cases and how somebody could have used your needs, needs analysis to have identified a big winner. Well, Absolute Software was a really interesting one because when we first uh, got, got onto that company, it was trading at about 80 cents, and it dropped down to about 40 cents uh, soon after. So we started getting a little worried, but we had done, it, uh, done the leads analysis, and so we had uh, a pretty good confidence that it was going to be just fine. It had uh, uh, recurring revenues. It had low debt load, uh, lots of good financing from, from good partners, and they were basically making uh, LoJack for laptop computers, you know, LoJack for cars. If the car gets stolen, you can tell where it is. They were making this technology that was sort of, you know, it was the right company at the right time. And, and, and as you asked earlier, and, uh, and these companies sometimes are trading for $0.40, cents, $0.80 cents because, like I said, they're still undiscovered. But once they get discovered, they can really move. And Absolute Software, uh, forgive me, I don't remember the exact numbers, but it went up for a split adjusted uh, from $0.80 cents and went up to about... Uh, Forty or sixty-two dollars, or something like that. Was, I know, I know one man who made a half a million dollars off that pick. So it's uh, that was uh, definitely a good one, and it, it took a little while to do that, though a couple of years. Whereas uh, uh, Disc Incorporated was uh, uh, transit safety thing, and right at the time when there was bombings in the public transit systems in Spain, uh, and and uh, it, it sort of uh, was sort of a media darling at the time, and it that that particular stock made a move a dramatic move in a very short time because of everything that was going on in the, in the media. So normally you're saying there's a catalyst to make these things move up that people notice the stock where they didn't notice it before? Uh, for some of them, like for Disk Incorporated, that'd be true. For Absolute Software, it was more of a slow build, and that is also why the move has been a lot more sustainable.
so how can one anticipate what a catalyst might be in advance? Well, you can sort of look at what's going on in the world, first of all. I mean, we've been looking lately. If you turn on the news, you're seeing a lot of things about everything that's going on in Japan. You're seeing everything that's going on in the Middle East. You're also seeing inflation creep up, and it's starting to crop up in South America and Europe and, and Africa, and it's starting to come over to America. And so you, you see these trends coming, and if you position yourself ahead of those trends, then when the trend does come here, speaking of inflation specifically, when the trend does come here, then you're already positioned to start you know, making money from your earlier investment rather than being one of the people who's jumping on board too late and driving the prices even higher. You say that there are all these good companies. You also say that people have a phobia about uh, penny stocks. Uh, why is it that they have a phobia if you can do so well in them? Well, Jordan, the thing is that most people, uh, or, or I'll say a lot of people who have been involved with penny stocks, wound up losing money. And generally, this is because they're buying the wrong stocks on the wrong markets and for the wrong reasons. They're buying, you know, companies they hear about through an email or from a friend at work. You know, they're not buying good quality companies at low prices. They're taking a flyer on some company that may be uh, working on a cure for some disease or some some uh, pretty major thing. Um, and they wind up losing money because they're paying too much for the shares. And the company's underlying, uh, you know, albeit a great idea, the company underlying that is really not a good quality company. The fundamentals are weak. And so they wind up losing money on these these uh, penny stocks. And that's, uh, you know, that's why uh, we, we caution people with penny stocks that a lot of them are not good investments. And the whole point is to avoid the easily uh, uh, common uh, mistakes and also to try and get involved with the right companies that, like we said, have passed these analysis, are fundamentally solid and have, uh, uh, you know, higher prices to get to. Um, you say that penny stocks are for some people, but they're not for other people. Who are penny stocks not appropriate for? Well, anyone who is uh, investing uh, abs money that they absolutely uh, can't lose. You know, uh, money that if you, you invest it, even in a good quality company, if you're going to be losing sleep at night or getting nervous about your investment, then maybe penny stocks aren't for you. Um, if you're looking to make the most out of limited funds and you're willing to accept a little bit more risk, then it's definitely an appropriate uh, 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 venue to think about. Uh, you have, you say one of the trading tactics that, that works in this area is to buy the rumor and sell the fact. What do you mean by that? It's actually a common uh, stock market term, buy the rumor and sell the fact, because generally what happens is, uh, I'll give you an example with uh, Sirius Satellite Radio and XM Satellite is a good example, and I actually talk about it in my book. Um, the rumor was that they were going to merge the two companies and have one satellite radio company, and with that merger they wouldn't have to compete with each other. They'd save hundreds of millions of dollars in not uh, uh, marketing to try and steal customers away from each other. And so as this rumor, or sorry, it, the rumor became sort of, reality that they were going to merge and the closer it came to the merger the higher the prices went and people who are investors that uh, uh, are not as experienced will think well that's actually going to be good for both companies if they merge into one company then this company will have all sorts of new advantages lower costs and therefore it's a good investment and so they buy into what is I'll call it this rumor and what happens is then when the companies actually finally merge there's a lot of selling and people get out of those stocks at that point in time, and it, the price actually comes down. So while it would have been a good thing with the merger, the price went up so high before the merger that once the merger becomes a reality, the people who are getting out of that stock actually uh, just 
the, the price just drops right off. And, and you might have seen it with uh, Sirius Satellite Radio and XM when they merged. Before the merger, the price was was actually very high. And after the merger, within about a year, it had dropped about 90% of its value. And so we see this trend play out again and again um, uh, with penny stocks because they're smaller companies and they're more susceptible to these kinds of... of so it's discounting the news... And when it actually happens, it's been discounted and there's disappointment in the reality of what you're saying. Exactly. There's, there's some people who are buying into it and they're waiting for the news to come out and then that's when they're going to sell. And there's other people who buy into it and there's this buying pressure. And when the news comes out and there's no more of that buying pressure, that stock is at levels that are unrealistic. And then it comes back down to where it should have been in the first place. Very good. Okay, we're going to take a break. Uh, this is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Peter Leeds. His new book is called Invest in Penny Stocks. His website is peterleeds.com. We'll be back after this. Up-to-date business and financial news. Call now and get the financial information you need. 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. The experts are here. Voice America Business Network. Are you ready to go green? You've asked and we've heard you. Voice America presents the Green Talk Network. Environmental topics are at the forefront of our society, and the Green Talk Network is here to keep you up to date on the latest trends and new innovations for the eco-conscious lifestyle. We'll help promote a variety of ideas on the environment, from global warming issues to how you can become more eco-friendly in your daily activities. Be a part of the solution, not the problem. Visit the Green Talk Network page on voiceamerica.com and tune in to help spread the green. In the United States today, women make up the majority of the workforce and the general population. It's time to lead and leverage this influence. Succeed Like a Woman with host Rhonda Jones-Sparks will address topics that are relevant to women at any stage of their lives. From starting their career to leadership at the top, we'll hear from the most prominent women leaders who will offer support and guidance and common sense advice to help you fulfill your leadership potential. Tune in to Succeed Like a Woman with Rhonda Jones sparks every monday at 1 p.m eastern 10 a.m pacific on voice america business income property investment talk with peter l mosca provides those of you eager to invest well in real estate with the knowledge resources and tools necessary to generate significant wealth our focus is to help you maximize your real estate investment dollars Listen live to the brightest minds in investment real estate every Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. That's Income Property Investment Talk with Peter L. Mosca, where America learns to invest. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Peter Leeds. Uh, he is the CEO of PeterLeeds.com. Uh, he's come out with a new book called Invest in Penny Stocks, A Guide to Profitable Trading. Welcome back to the show, Peter. Thanks, Jordan. People get both emails and physical uh, mailers all the time about penny stocks, uh, kind of hyping them. You're going to buy it for 
50 cents and it's going to go up to $40 within the next six months or something. Explain the economics behind that and, and is this something people should ever uh, want to invest in? Uh, absolutely not. They should never want to go near those. You have to ask yourself, what is the motivations behind this organization or person who's putting this information in front of you and telling you all about this new up-and-coming company for free? There's a lot of people who are getting paid, and the majority of people in the, the penny stock publishing industry, so to speak, are getting paid by the companies to drive the price up. And it's usually, almost always, not based on the company having good fundamentals. What you're looking at is a, um, a very highly misleading, and in my opinion, extremely un- unethical method of trying to bring attention to a company. There's nothing illegal about it, but the point is they're getting people who don't know better to put money into these pipe dreams of these uh, these horribly run, hor- fundamentally weak companies, and people who invest in these are going to wind up losing their money. They do have a disclaimer always. Time. The one I have in front of me says, you know, it appears as paid advertising, and then it gives you a whole long disclaimer in very small print. But, uh, you know, basically, I mean, in this particular one I have in front of me, your profits are guaranteed or you pay nothing for it, that kind of thing. They, they, and this particular one says... It's now 90 cents. The six-month target is $45. They make it free very attractive. And I get these all the time. So th- there is nothing illegal about this as long as they disclose that it's um, uh, advertising. Is that right? As long as they don't give a price tar- uh, target of where, if they don't, if they don't say that the price is going to go to a certain price, then that would be illegal. Um, but they, as long as they give a disclosure, I wish that the uh, the regulations were a lot stricter because a lot of these guys, especially online are really hiding their disclaimer that it's a paid advertisement four or five pages deep or in fine print in the the middle of like seven paragraphs of disclaimer. Nobody's going to read that stuff. And it's important at this juncture to make sure that people who are listening understand that with PeterLeads.com, we are a 100% unbiased company, meaning that we never take any compensation of any kind from any company that we talk about in the newsletter. We, not myself, not my employees, we only work in the interest of finding the best penny stock pick at the best time, highest quality companies, and that's it. We don't go near any of these uh, these, these free uh, newsletters and websites where they're just promoting stocks. T- tell people a little bit about your newsletter and website. Do you have a physical newsletter and a website, or is it only electronic? And tell people what they get at your website. It's all online at peterleads.com, and what you get is our penny stock picks, two per week of the highest quality companies that we can find. Um, that passed leads analysis, so like I said, you know, good fundamentally solid companies. You're going to get daily updates Monday through Friday. You're going to get access to my blog, my senior editor's blog, where we talk about market conditions. We have uh, buy and sell price um, opinions. We have um, full company reports on every company we talk about, and we follow up those reports with ongoing updates when things of significance happen for those companies. And then we've got about 50 profit maker articles, which are just uh, you know, different articles getting new investors up to speed or showing you different trading techniques and tactics so that you can be not only a safe penny stock investor, but a very good penny stock investor. And how much is a subscription? It's $195 for a year, uh, which gives you access to everything. There's no, no upselling or anything. 195 for the year, but you can, uh, right now we're having a free trial for two weeks where people can come take the trial for two weeks. If you don't like it, you cancel, you don't owe a single penny. If you like it, you stay on, and we'll bill you the 195, and you'll be good for a full year out. Have you been tracked independently, like by Hulbert or other places that track newsletters? Uh, no, no uh, independent audits or anything, but we have our, our uh, track record 
completely available online showing you every pick we've made and what date. Um, and as a subscriber, you'll see that we had, you know, if we pick this pick, this stock on a Tuesday, you know, April 20th, then it'll be there on the track record Tuesday, April 20th. And what is the overall track record if you'd followed all the portfolio recommendations? We have a subsequent high of 80% over uh, from 2010. And the subsequent high is the price of the stock is trading at immediate uh, closing price uh, before we pick the stock and put it in front of the eyes of our subscribers to the subsequent high that that stock reaches. And on average, that increases 80%. When you that doesn't mean, sorry, Jordan, I'll just, I'll just clarify. That doesn't mean you're going to make 80% uh, on all these stocks, and it might go up 80%, and you might make 40%. You might make more if it does better. It, it just depends on your own trading tactics and styles. And uh, um, so the way we, we have a lot of subscribers. Some of them are short-term investors. Some are long-term investors. Who are, some are day traders. So we don't know. We don't turn around and say, okay, now everybody sell the stock now. We say, we like this company. Here's where we think it's going to go. Here's the price it's at before we talked about it, and then we track it for how high it goes after that. When you recommend a stock, and these are penny stocks by the nature of them, do you have an impact on the stock? Is there a lot of buying that comes in and pushes up the price? We could if, it, if you're talking about the, um, the lower volume ones, like the really tiny ones, the ones trading you know, at 25 cents or 50 cents. But what we do when we have companies we like that are in a lower price range, we release them together in a single uh, report, 10 of them at once. So you'll get, a, it's called a quick fix report. We do one of those every three months where we go, here's 10 stocks we like that are undervalued, undiscovered, and they're all trading under a dollar. And that way what it does is it disperses the buying footprint of our subscriber base so that everybody has a chance to get in on these companies early and everybody, uh, nobody's chasing the price up or, or the price being driven up by our subscribers buying. Do you find that some of these stocks, they have all the right fundamentals? You get them cheap, they're undervalued, and all, they just kind of sit there and nobody notices them. They just kind of sit there and really don't move at all despite having good fundamentals? Yeah, that is actually one of the more, more frustrating things that happens from time to time. Uh, that isn't a common occurrence for us, but it, it has happened. I mean, we pick a couple stocks a week, uh, every week. So we, we do have all kinds of results from that. Some companies have done very badly. Some have sat flat for an exorbitant amount of time, which, which surprises me. Um, and others have done very well. So once in a while we'll get that, but it's not basically an ongoing uh, concern of ours. Since uh, institutions, almost by their nature, cannot buy stocks, I guess it's below five dollars. Is typically some, I guess, ten. Um, institutional research people really have no interest in, in researching these stocks, right? So how is a company that has good fundamentals going to get the word out and get its stock up, other than appearing in your newsletter? Well, there are services that they could pay to. Uh, uh, help get the word out, but generally a good quality company isn't going to need to do that. Um, if they're a good quality company and they can start funding their own operations, um, uh, then they're not going to need that kind of promotion and eventually the stock price will get into that kind of territory. A lot of times these companies, if they're running really well, they'll wind up getting taken over by another company. Um, and a lot of times if the company is fundamentally solid, has good good uh, patented technologies, proven revenues, good management team, they're going to be raising the money they need from institutional investors um, uh, of a smaller caliber, which there are a lot of those, without having to uh, attract the attention of, of the bigger investment banks. One of the uh, tactics you say to use in, in using penny stocks is dollar cost averaging. Uh, why don't you explain how that works and how that's particularly appropriate for penny stocks? Yes, for, it, it might be appropriate for some investors. Uh, it would be up to each individual to decide if that's best for them. Um, 
the idea is that if you want to buy into something, instead of just taking all your money and buying into it, buying you know at whatever price it's at, you put maybe say 10%, for example, of your money into that, that stock. And then maybe next month you put another 10%. Next month you put that same amount again. And what you're doing is over time, you're buying over time, uh, you are averaging uh, the cost that you're going to wind up paying for that particular stock. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a good technique for some investors who, um, if they're less experienced and they also don't want to worry about trying to pick the absolute top or, or sell, at the absolute, sell at the absolute top or pick the absolute bottom, it's a good idea for them to maybe think about with their own trading style to, to consider dollar cost averaging to sort of uh, even out the results that they're going to get. There are different markets where uh, penny stocks are traded. People are familiar with the NASDAQ, but they may not be familiar with the, the so-called BB or bulletin board. So explain how that works differently from NASDAQ that people would be familiar with. Well, the, uh, the over-the-counter bulletin board, or also known as OTCBB, uh, it's actually a subsidiary of the NASDAQ market. So it's got uh, pretty good regulations and reporting requirements. Um, it's not as uh, expensive and stringent to be listed there as, for example, the NASDAQ. So for a company that it doesn't make sense for them to be be paying the fees and and uh, they're not a big enough company to go on the NASDAQ, they can go on the over-the-counter bulletin board, and it's a lot uh, uh, more uh, uh, simple for them and less expensive for them to get listed there. And for a company of a smaller size, that is uh, going to get you just as much uh, visibility among investors uh, 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 as you're going to find anywhere else, really. And then also, Canadians have their own penny stocks as well, the, uh, the Toronto Venture Exchange. Uh, are those a good place? Are there a lot of good penny stocks in Canada? Uh, yeah, there's a lot of really good penny stocks in Canada. The Venture Exchange is a great place uh, to look for uh, penny stocks to invest in. The majority of them are, are mining and uh, exploration and development companies, um, oil and, and precious metals and base metals. But there are some really good technology companies. Um, and the thing about the Toronto Stock Exchange, the Venture Exchange, is that it is a, a well-respected, highly regulated exchange uh, where the listing requirements and the fees and everything makes uh, sort of um, make sure that the companies listed there are of a certain caliber. Not, necessar- not necessarily a great investment, that's not what they're saying, but you have to have a, be at a certain caliber to even be listed there. So it's, it's sort of uh, one way to make sure you're looking at the, the better companies. In the past, there have been penny stock markets in Vancouver particularly, and Denver had one, I think even Salt Lake City. Are those something that people should stay away from? What, what happened there? Well, the Vancouver Exchange actually got bought by the Toronto Exchange, and it, it basically rolled into what is now the Toronto Venture Exchange. Um, I'm not sure about the, the Denver market, but I, you know, there's a, so many good opportunities on the more widely followed exchanges that uh, I don't recommend that anybody start looking for these lower exchanges. I, you know, I, I, I suggest people avoid the pink sheet markets. I suggest that people focus on over-the-counter bulletin board, even on the, uh, the Amex and New York Stock Exchange, sometimes there's stocks trading under $5. Um, and the Toronto uh, uh, Venture Exchange is also a good one. Besides that, I don't uh, recommend anybody really go looking anywhere else. And that's because liquidity isn't there, or there's more Well, there's more visibility among investors. There's better reco- reporting requirements, and uh, there's more volume of trading, so that if you, uh, you know, make, make some good money on the stock and you want to sell it, it's pretty easy to, to sell the shares pretty easy to buy the shares. You know, generally, um, if you get into, uh, uh, for example, the pink sheet markets, sometimes your stock might go up and you won't even be able to sell it, though, when you want to. Other times, uh, you know, there's a lot of very lower quality companies on the pink sheets. Yeah. 
Very good. Okay, we're going to take a break. Uh, this is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Peter Leeds. Uh, he is the author of a new book called Invest in Penny Stocks, A Guide to Profitable Trading. His website is peterleeds.com. We'll be back after this. markets up or down or if you're looking to improve your portfolio our experts are ready to talk to you call now toll free 866-472-5790 that's 866-472-5790 voice america business network Patricia Raskin, the host of Positive Living on VoiceAmerica.com, Monday at 11 Pacific. This program brings you practical and inspiring principles for living a more authentic, engaging, and passionate life. Patricia's guests will give you a formula for connecting, giving, forgiving, and miraculous living. So tune in and call to Positive Living, Mondays at 11 Pacific Time, right here on VoiceAmerica.com. When you are trying to establish your financial plan, there are all sorts of variables that you'll need to take into consideration, from the ever-changing economy and markets to investment risk and your own financial needs. How do you manage all of it to find a plan that will work for you? Tune in to The Insightful Investor with Bob Pugh. We'll help you iron it all out to help you stick to a financial plan with the knowledge that you need. The Insightful Investor is broadcast live Mondays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Leadership is a vital skill set in today's competitive global economy. Being a leader is not enough. To succeed, you must optimize your performance and know how to imbue others in your organization with leadership skills. Practical, actionable leadership insights are the focus of Leadership Development News, hosted each Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, by Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler on the Voice America Business Channel. Doctors Greenberg and Nadler, who coach global leaders on how to be most effective, will share their insights and contacts. The path to leadership excellence begins here. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Peter Leeds. Uh, He is the CEO of PeterLeeds.com. He has a new book out called Invest in Penny Stocks, A Guide to Profitable Trading. Welcome back to the show, Peter. Thanks, Jordan. You have what you call leads analysis in figuring out which penny stocks are good and not. Why don't you just give, give us some of the basics of what you're looking for in your leads analysis? Absolutely. As we mentioned before, it's 80% fundamental analysis. So what we're looking at first and foremost is the financials of the company. We look at the balance sheet, how much debt do they have, how many, uh, what, what's their asset levels, what's their cash levels at. Um, and then we look at the cash flow statement, the income statement, we even consider a lot of uh, financial ratios and try and get a good idea, get a you know a full picture of this company. We also want to know what what the management team is doing, what they've done before, and what we can expect out of them. Um, and, you know, and we look at also you know their patent portfolio and what, what, what uh, industry or sector they're in and our outlook for that industry or sector. Then we look at uh, technical analysis. About ten percent of the research for each company is technical, so we're trying to find a company that maybe it's worth a dollar fifty. But it's trading at 90 cents, and that becomes a good 
opportunity for our subscribers. And lastly, we do what I mentioned before is called third-level analysis. So it's about branding and positioning. For example, people are willing to uh, maybe pay more for uh, Coca-Cola than Pepsi-Cola, or people, when they think of buying a motorcycle, first thing they think of is Harley-Davidson. There's a certain cachet there, a certain value where it's ingrained in people's minds, and it's going to be a competitive advantage for that company going forward when they're trying to market their product. Do you normally meet with management before you recommend a company? No, we don't. We don't. Uh, we'll look into the management team. Sometimes we will call the management if we have uh, questions that are that are uh, uh, need to be answered by management. But generally, we can get everything we need um, from the financials and from. Uh, sometimes we'll talk to a competitor of a company and see what their opinion is. Um, but generally, we don't talk to management. No. Have you ever been fooled by a company that everything looked good and then, in fact, is I mean, one of the most famous cases, of course, was uh, Barry Minko and ZZZ Best, which was a complete fraud, but it fooled all kinds of people. Has that ever happened to you? Not to that degree, but I will say that, as I mentioned earlier, we do look at a lot of companies. I look at about 100 companies a week myself, and we, we pick two of them. And uh, generally what happens is we'll get fooled by management, surprised, just as the street gets surprised when they come out with really bad financial results, or they go and make an acquisition that makes no sense and that you wouldn't expect. And it's hard to kind of anticipate that when they're surprising everybody who's following the stock. But we have had that happen, and sometimes it winds up working out okay, sometimes it winds up costing us money. Um, but you have to be ready for any eventuality and be able to react to it. And then in retrospect, you see what you missed? Uh, sometimes, but a lot of the times it's a absolutely flabbergasting surprise across the board, Our, ourselves, other, other investors, other people following the company. Um, and it's, it just took everyone by surprise. Uh, you know, sometimes you can't anticipate these things. And, and it goes back to your earlier point, Jordan, where you mentioned who are penny stocks you know, not for. It's Maybe it's not for people who, you know, aren't going to be able to recover from something like that happening because it does happen. And even with, with uh, uh, best intentions, sometimes, we, you know, something can get missed or sometimes you get surprised by, a, by an event that's going to wind up costing you some money. So you have to uh, be... Uh, Sort of prepared for that kind of eventuality. When that happens, people are very surprised. Does a company ever recover, or has lost so much credibility that people never trust it again? Well, it's kind of sometimes they do recover, and sometimes they don't. Um, generally, generally, what happens with us is, is we're looking with leads analysis. We're looking at the management team, and if they do something like that that surprises everyone and is disappointing, uh, and maybe doesn't make a lot of sense for the operational direction of the company then all of a sudden that company isn't looking so good to us. So we, you know, we might then sort of back off that company a bit and say, well, you know what, we, you know, our impression was that they were passing leads analysis with flying colors. Now we're looking at what they've done and sort of where they've taken the company, what direction they're going. And now we're getting a little bit more skittish and we sort of back off of that and we, we sometimes just walk away from them. You talk in the book about uh, reverse splits. This is when a company has a very low stock price and reverse splits reduces the number of shares and increases the price. Is that often a, a good sign that, that uh, a stock is going to do better or a, a negative sign? It's a negative sign, almost always. Um, sometimes they'll, they'll reverse split to get their share price up so that they can get a better listing on a better exchange. But generally, companies reverse splitting to try and um, you know, deal with a declining share price because there's an underlying problem with the company. Um, it's not a good thing when they reverse split, uh, just like it is a good thing when a company does a stock split, because that generally shows you that they're going in the right direction. 
you, you might have seen today Citibank announced a one for ten reverse split, so they're going to go from four dollars and fifty cents to forty-five dollars, something like that, reduce the number of shares. So even big name companies can do things like that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, also, when people are trading penny stocks, what should they watch for as far as the spread between bid and ask, uh, and, and what kind of market makers are there in this market uh, to get liquidity so you get decent prices? Well, you should uh, look for the tighter the bid ask spread, the better. And generally, that's going to tighten up when you have higher trading volume. With leads analysis, we're looking for companies that one of the factors we're looking at is trading activity. When we look at the technicals, and we're looking for companies with a lot of volume and a lot of uh, trading activity where the, the bid and ask spread isn't, isn't uh, too large. You know, 5% maybe is okay, 10% at most. If it gets a, a bit more than that, then you got to start uh, being concerned about the, uh, the future trading activity with that stock and also maybe paying too much. We're not gonna get, getting a good sales price down the road for that company. Maybe you could give us an example or two of some companies you might have recommended recently and how they passed your uh, uh, test for leads analysis. Absolutely. I mean, we've been, uh, uh, lately we've been sort of preparing our subscribers for what we believe uh, that inflation is going to be coming to America, um, and there's a lot of um, significant events going on in the world, and so all our picks are reflecting that, trying to position them effectively ahead of time. Um, we've, uh, we've got uh, Oink, O-I-N-K, which is a hog farmer from China. He's got $10 million in cash. Uh, revenues up 75% year over year. Um, they're trading around uh, $4.46 when we profiled them. Um, they're they're uh, it's Tianli Agritech Incorporated. We've got uh, you know PKL, which is a Canadian-based uh, PC Gold Incorporated. It's called. They've got 13 million in cash, no debt. They've recently raised 10 million dollars. Uh, recently found a large uh, uh, reserve find of gold and. Nice little gold mining company out of Canada, trading at about 91 cents uh, when we picked it. Um, you know, we've got S&W Seed Company. They're basically uh, uh, operating out of, California, uh, out of California, but they're selling their seed, seeds worldwide. Uh, basically, uh, uh, different seeds for, for agriculture. You know, there's a food prices are at an all-time high. Um, we're sort of uh, moving into uh, looking at companies that are involved with things that will uh, work against inflation, like gold mining companies, and we're also looking for these, these companies that are producing seeds and food you know, for what is an increasing uh, demand worldwide. So you, you, it looks like you, you find a theme, like in this case, higher food prices, and then you find ways to play that theme. Is that right? Yes, in this case, it, that's exactly right. I mean, uh, with you know, they're expecting the average food intake per person in China to reach 69 kilograms a year by 2030, which that's a long way away, but it still represents a massive increase from the levels that it's at right now. And so we think that companies that are selling food to China are definitely going to be in demand from that aspect. So then what we have to do is then take that theme and look at, look among the companies and say which ones are bad, which ones are good, find the best quality ones. And if they pass leads analysis after all that, and they're in the right industry and the trend is working in their favor, then it might become a hot list pick. Particularly in the mining area, you see a lot of people saying they've got a big reserve of gold or copper or some kind of metal. How do you know what's real and what's not in those areas? Well, that's a great question. That is an excellent question. Um, they, especially if you've ever read sort of the results and the assays that they bring out, you have to really know what you're looking at to understand it at all. Um, 
sometimes it's even over my head, and in those cases I will uh, try and get some help from people who know better than I would. But what you're looking for in a mining company right now, especially if you uh, agree that inflation is coming here, you don't want an exploration company because that's not going to help you at all. You want a company with proven reserves in the ground and a good reserve life index. This, this applies to whether it's uh, an oil, oil, explore, uh, oil production company or a gold or silver miner. A reserve life index, or the RLI, it shows you how many years they can keep pulling the resource out of the ground at the current rate before they run out of that resource. So if you've got a good quality company, but it's, it's, you know, it's got a reserve life index of two years or four years, that company is going to run dry. What you want to look for is a company with a reserve life index of at least 10 years or more. And then you know that you can get involved in that company. Time's on your side, and they've got lots of uh, assets to, to bring to the surface. So do you find you make these projections, in fact, companies do come through, or do they tend to dry up sooner than they uh, anticipate? or? make bigger fines? What's been your experience with all these projections and what actually ends up happening? Well, generally, if you get involved in a company with a good management team, what they're going to be doing is, um, you know, pulling that resource out of the ground, but at the same time, they're going to be using the successes from that to make acquisitions of other companies that have proven reserves and also to drive their exploration budget. It's getting to the point now where price of oil the way it, it is right now, it's actually cheaper for some of these companies to just acquire another uh, small company rather than explore for the resource themselves. So you're going to see a lot of uh, consolidation in that field you know, for that reason. Very good. Okay, we're going to take a break. Uh, this is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Peter Leeds. Uh, he has a new book out called Invest in Penny Stocks, A Guide to Profitable Trading. His website is peterleeds.com. We'll be back after this. Whether the market's up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Intense and intelligent. Catch Kevin, unscripted and uncensored, keeps you informed of the ideological, theological, and economic war being waged against the United States of America. Kevin Lehman's bold and brilliant style challenges your deepest held beliefs and provokes you to ask the hard questions, religious, scientific, political, or financial. Kevin is holding the establishment's feet to the fire with high-profile guests that include politicians, economists, theologians, and business titans. He'll demand truth over tradition and facts over fiction. Full of passion, wisdom, and wit, Kevin's transparent and no-nonsense style make Catch Kevin unscripted and uncensored. The go-to show for real insight on business, politics, social issues, and breaking news. It's time to get real, America. It's time to tackle the tough issues head on. Tune in to Catch Kevin, unscripted and uncensored, Mondays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Business Channel. If you are looking for creative ways to improve your bottom line, 
Tune in to Make Your Move with Alan and Brian Bolio. Their proven track record of helping businesses enhance their profitability will provide the basis for a forum about actionable items based on a business person's perspective. The program will be business talk, but with an economic context, so you'll know how to stay ahead of the game. Make Your Move is broadcast live every Monday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Arizona all over the world. If you're a local Arizona high school sports fan or if you're a transplanted fan somewhere else in the world, have we got a show for you. The first internet sports radio talk show focusing solely on high school sports is The Coach's Corner with Scott Lovely. Tune in to talk about your favorite teams, players, or coaches. It's 100% Arizona high school sports coverage and a little bit more. Tune in Mondays at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern to the Voice America Sports Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You've been listening to the Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to the Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour... Peter Leeds is the uh, author of a new book called Invest in Penny Stocks, A Guide to Profitable Trading. His website, peterleeds.com. Welcome back to the show, Peter. Thank you, Jordan. You talk about different trading tactics, and one particularly is what you call volatility play investing. What do you mean by that? This is about penny stocks that bounce around in price in a sort of predictable range, where you know maybe they bounce from 40 cents up to 60 cents and back down and then back up again. So you can play the same stock again and again over shorter time frames um, and make profits uh, several times over from the same company. Is there enough liquidity in these things? I mean, since their prices are low, people tend to buy thousands of shares probably, right? Right, yeah, exactly. Um, it's, there's enough, volat- enough uh, liquidity if it's the right kind of company. When you're looking for volatility play, one of the things you're looking for is it's got great trading volume, a lot of eyeballs following the company a lot of people involved. And then uh, you're more likely to be able to jump in and jump out of that stock quickly. If you can't do that or you're, you know, you're having trouble uh, selling the shares or whatever, you don't want that as a volatility play investment. What, what has happened in the world of market making in penny stocks? Are there more or less market makers uh, making markets in these stocks these days? I don't know the answer to that question, Jordan. Um, it's, it's, I think it's about the same, but uh, uh, you know, generally you want to only get involved with the companies that are uh, trading on the more regulated, uh, widely followed exchanges so that you can basically tie my, my sense is that there's, in general, less liquidity in the smaller companies. There's less research uh, in smaller companies because it's kind of more run by the institutions these days. Yes, there's, there's, le- there's less research, but it, it is, it's partly about uh, uh, doing a lot of your own research. I mean, that's the name of the game at this, and that's why our service, our newsletter has done so well is because there's a lot of people who want to get involved with penny stocks, and they're looking at the wrong information. They don't know what they're looking at. They don't know where to get the information. And so the big part of what we do is to, to do that research and analysis for them, to find the opportunities and bring it to them, rather than leaving them out there on their own uh, and trying to uh, uh, figure out what they should be doing among these thousands and thousands of penny stocks. You say that there are acquisitions happening quite frequently. What does one look for in a penny stock that might be acquired? Well, a good acquisition target would be a company that's got 
really strong patents that maybe aren't worth even more than the overall company's value, or uh, companies that are in a, um, uh, they're sort of like a small player in what could be an up-and-coming industry, a company that's getting involved in a new technology. A bigger company, rather than making that new technology themselves, especially if they're not the first one to the party, so to speak, it's a lot easier for them just to acquire a company doing that already and just bring it into their, under the fold of their corporation. So have many of your recommendations uh, been bought out in acquisitions? Uh, I won't say many, but there have been some in the past. Um, a lot of times, you know, it's actually uh, sometimes not a good thing, too. If you find a company at 20 cents and you truly believe in this company and it's got everything going for it, it's going in the right direction, and you think this company is going to go to a dollar, dollar fifty, maybe two dollars, and then it starts going in that direction, it gets up partway there, and then some larger company comes along and swoops down and buys it up and absorbs it into this, you know, this $3 billion gorilla, you're never going to really see the full effect of, of, you know, making such a good call at, at 40 cents, you know. It's, it, it gets partway there and somebody else picks it up and, and takes it into, uh, you know, if Microsoft buys something, that company now is part of Microsoft and it just gets lost in the sheer magnitude of that company. So it's not always a good thing, but when, when the, uh, uh, the acquisition first happens, you're going to see a pretty good jump in the, in the price of that underlying company. Do you tend to hold on to these pay stocks uh, long if they're successful? I mean, do you hold on to them when they get into their 10 and 20 and $30 range, or, or are you out of them once they get up to over $5 or so? Um, it would depend on, the, on each uh, individual situation. Generally, what we do is, uh, you know, you go Warren Buffett style on this, where you look at the company. If it's still got everything going for it, the reasons you liked it in the first place, maybe you want to hold on to some of that for a while. A lot of times, uh, our subscribers will sell, for, for example, half of their holdings, if it's doubled or tripled, they'll sell half of it and let the other half ride. And that might be a good uh, strategy for, for some subscribers. Um, and they, they sort of, it sort of uh, locks in some of their gains, but it also lets them see how far that stock's going to go. Indeed. What would you say would be your biggest winner of all time? Uh, it was probably uh, USANA uh, Sciences. Uh, USANA was, they made uh, um, basically uh, meal replacement bars, so to speak. Um, that was one of the big ones. I think that it went from, uh, forgive me, I don't remember the actual details, but you know, a dollar something went up to about $60 or so. Um, Absolute Software, we talked about earlier, that was a pretty good one. But you know, those are, those are uh, sort of uh, examples. But the idea, though, with the newsletter is that we, we're, we're looking for those companies, yes, but we're also looking to get 100% gains here and there on an ongoing basis. You know, we're not always going for the home run, we're looking for the bunt or we're looking for the triple, you know. What, what kind of a size portfolio would you recommend for people getting started? How many uh, uh, different stocks should be in a diversified portfolio? Well, we, we uh, let uh, each person decide that for themselves. It's their own responsibility. Like I said, we have so many subscribers of all different types of experience level and time frame outlook that we don't even try to get into that. But it's a generally a good idea when you're just getting started to um, uh, get started with you know, lower dollar amounts and don't put your whole portfolio into risky investments. But we also recommend people get started by paper trading, which is basically risk-free, doesn't take any money. You just keep track of what you would have bought on paper with an imaginary $100,000 or so. You see how you would have done. And when you get your strategy down pat on paper, then you can transfer it to the real world. So you find it is transferable. Is, is there a different emotional 
investment when your real money is on the line as opposed to paper trading? That's an excellent observation, Jordan, and you're absolutely right. Uh, what happens is a lot of people are doing great on paper trading because it's just imaginary money, and they turn around and they, they get involved in the real stock market with real money, and all of a sudden emotions come into play, and they're impatient, and they're nervous, and they're greedy, and, and next thing you know, they're, they're not trading in the same way, and uh, they wind up not doing well once they go to real money. And so there's always going to be that risk when you make that jump, but that's an example of one of the, the articles that we have in the Profit Maker article section of our newsletter that sort of... Uh, you know, talks people through that and gets them ready for that. Yeah. Are there a lot of uh, penny stocks overseas, not U.S. or Canada, but in China and South America and so on that are, are worth looking at? There's a lot being promoted in, in China, for, their, for example, these days. We will look at companies that are based in America that have operations in China. Um, sometimes we'll look at a, a company that's based in China that's trading uh, in the States. But we generally, you know, if, if you're not able to find really good quality companies that are going to really increase your, your investment here in America, you're not likely to find it anywhere else either. Yes, indeed. Okay, in about a minute or so we have left, just tell people again about your website and what they can find at your website and how to get the newsletter. Sure, it's at peterleads.com, and you can take a two-week trial to the newsletter, uh, and after that it's $195, and you're going to get stock picks, guidance, you're going to get uh, access to all our special reports, full company reports. Uh, every stock pick we talk about comes with our 100% unbiased guarantee. We don't take any compensation from the companies that we profile in any way, shape, or form. Myself and my employees are bound by that 100% unbiased guarantee. We have a tremendous sense of ethics and integrity. And I would warn uh, your listeners that they should definitely avoid free penny stock picks that they get because there's some serious hidden motivations behind those, and there's a lot of uh, uh, misleading information being put into those reports to try and trick people into buying up these bad quality companies. It comes down to getting good quality companies, and that's what we profile at PeterLeads.com. Very good. Well, it's been fascinating. My guest this hour has been Peter Leeds. Uh, his book is called Invest in Penny Stocks, A Guide to Profitable Trading. Again, his website is peterleeds.com. Thanks so much for being on The Money Answer Show, Peter. My pleasure, Jordan. Anytime. Thank you, and we'll be back again with another edition of The Money Answer Show next week. Goodbye for now. Thank you for joining Jordan Goodman and the Money Answer Show. If you have a question for Jordan, please visit his website at www.moneyanswers.com. And be sure to tune in every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time right here on Voice America Business. See you next week.